0: Hello and welcome. My name is Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today is Justin Rosenberg. Justin is founder and CEO of HoneyGrow, a Philadelphia restaurant founded in 2012. With a mission to create a unique brand focused on simple wholesome foods, Justin has led the company's creation and growth, which will consist of 26 units by year end. I mean, topics will focus on lessons learned from managing a chain of restaurants during the pandemic. Welcome, Justin. Thank you. Thanks for having me,
1: on. Tell me everything. <laughs> Where to begin? You know, I, I uh, met you through a mutual friend, Joe Moraboli, and uh, met you at the worst time possible because we were running out of cash. <laughs> it was, you know, this, this COVID thing. What is it? What's happening? You know, how do you treat this? How do you deal with it? Um, it was a very scary time back in uh, mid-March, 2020. So, it been, been a while. Tell us a little bit about how life was in February 2020 and what was going on. <laughs> February was okay. February was, uh, you know, business was really good, um, doing well. We we're actually, we were about to run a process for a fundraise to, to grow. I was in California right before that, surfing in Malibu, surfing in Venice. Life was good on the plane ride back. There were a few folks with masks on. I'm like, what are you a masks? You guys are a bunch of wusses. And you know, now it's a different, different conversation. You know, they were there had some foresight. So February 2020 was pretty good. It was all right.
0: Restaurants did you have? Where were you at? Who owned it? <laughs> where were you in your yeah, yeah.
1: So we um we had at that point, I think we had 28. And we were an R in in seven different geographical region so we're predominantly based in philadelphia new jersey central north jersey um, south central north we're in new york we're in boston we're in pittsburgh we're in maryland we're in delaware and we're in the dc metro area and um we had another concept we would launched called mini grow which is a smaller version of honey grow and we had our offices based in fishtown philadelphia it was a giant 18,000 square foot facility that was also serving as a commissary with no plans to close anything we kind of were just like all right let's let's keep going Pandemic came and our sales dropped by about sixty-five percent out of the gate. And uh, I'll never forget—you know, like everyone else has. The, where were you when you heard the news story? I was at the dinner with a buddy of mine, and suddenly the NBA was canceled, and NCAA was canceled, and uh, Trump makes the announcements about travel bans. I'm like, holy crap, this is this is no joke. Oh my god! And uh, you know, the next day we all went back to work, kind of assuming like, well, what are next steps here? And then there was. Shutdowns eventually. So, you know, we were lucky enough to be considered an essential business. We stayed open. Um, our staff wanted us to stay open. They wanted the jobs. We wanted to stay open as long as it was safe and for us to do so. Um, and we did. And, and quite frankly, you know, we were lucky enough that by staying open, I think we really built some serious brand awareness and it really helped pull us through. And our sales actually were back up to 2019 levels, about maybe five, 10% less by call it August. Uh, September so it was a it was a bit of a risk we did it we were lucky in many ways um, our customer community based beyond supportive we adopted curbside pickup out of the gate so folks didn't want to come inside no problem and we saw third party delivery platforms like DoorDash Uber Eats and Caviar prior to the pandemic were about 8% of our sales and they became close to 40 50% of our sales sometimes some weeks so it was it was really wild to see the business model totally change and I wound up closing that mini grow and getting out of the lease um, we had one honey girl that was underperforming, closed that. That was down in DC. And we had our office in Fishtown and we had a great landlord. And I said, look, we've been here for five years. We don't need 18,000 square feet. We don't know if anyone's coming back inside this building. It was myself and a few other people coming in every day. And we now, we're we now in Center City in a, a 45, 4,800 square foot space, which is certainly more appropriate for for us and our size. And Thank God that today the the business is doing actually better than it ever has. So it's kind of wild turn of events.
0: What skills, organizational attributes do you think got you through all that? So no, not everyone in the restaurant business was quite so lucky, or skilled.
1: Um, I think I think we'll start with the model. You know, our model really works well for for delivery, and it's it's one of those things where like you get it, you can order it third party platform DoorDash we leaned into that early on prior to the pandemic and it really was fortuitous and paid off a lot of people joined later on and we already were up there so people knew us it also helped in in newer markets for example in Boston it helped a lot of folks to discover the brands on these third party platforms which as a result sales really skyrocketed i'd say from a skill set leadership skill set i think just staying calm you know like you're the role model you're the person at the top like you got to be calm like ami i used to watch your um your podcast recordings a lot and you have a very good like no bullshit, straightforward here are the facts guys and i think that for me that was i appreciated that And that's very much like my style like it's it's not going to be good news but here's here are the facts let's figure this out and here are the solutions and i think it's just refreshing when you're not sugarcoating but you're saying the good you're saying the bad um, you're being honest with it and you know, being honest and saying, look, I don't have all the answers in this situation. This is my first time dealing with a global pandemic. So let's figure this out, guys. And I think that transparency and honesty for the team was, was very helpful. So there was this whole restaurant revitalization fund and all these government programs for restaurants. Did they help you out at all? We didn't get anything from the restaurant revitalization fund. Did we tried. Get- we didn't even try. I don't think we qualified for it though. I'm later, I'm later on told that we, we could have qualified for it, but I, I've heard some insane amounts of money that people have collected, but we, you know, we didn't do that. We wound up getting PVP money, which, which saved our business. You know, it's, um, if we didn't get that, we would not have stayed open. So it really, it helped us keep the 700 jobs in this business and it kept our doors open. So it was, it was great. Awesome. So what's next? Growing, man. We're, we're, Thank God, doing well. Right now, we're dealing with with the the Great Resignation. Where it's it's impossible to find folks to work. You know, we're very lucky that we have some really good people. Supply chain is is a challenge. You know, just trying to get stainless steel is a challenge to open restaurants. So, like everyone else, we're dealing with the same stuff, pushing through that. And then, honestly, we're excited to grow. We're, we're we opened a location during the pandemic in Exton, Pennsylvania. It's doing great. It was actually our most successful opening we've ever had. Um, and we opened in Fishtown two Fridays ago and it's going great. So we're looking to just keep going and keep growing the business out and, and and honestly self-funding it, which is, which is great. What's your goal in five years? I don't know. Be it be like 80 units, having a rev of a certain number, you know, being alive and healthy, all all, all the above, right? <laughs> Kids are good. Wife's good. Dogs okay. You know. All, all How have you
0: funded the business so far, Justin? Do you have investors? Is it you? Do
1: you have debt? Have you done it? So really, no debt. Um, we had a line, an equipment line, but really negligible. We've I've raised equity, and you know, we raised a lot of money um, since 2012. You know, I I the background of the business was I had 23, actually I think it was yeah, it was 23 thousand dollars to my name in debt that I put in when I was making uh, you know architectural renderings and paying for legal fees and all that fun stuff, trying to find investors. The first two folks that came in put in, I believe, a million each, and that allowed us to open the first two restaurants. And then we we brought in a larger institutional investor, and they put in significant capital alongside with one of the original investors, and had funded it that way. And the the great thing where we are now is that we're able to self fund growth. You know, we're lucky enough to be cash flow positive. Things are tight. We we were lean and mean prior to the pandemic, and now it's like slim fast lean in me. And so we're, we're even more. So we're just looking to be smart with growth, not looking to take any stupid risks. A buddy of mine used the term calm waters. I like calm waters. I'm too old for rough waters, but I certainly want to be growing this business and increasing its value. Justin, what do you say if there's, what is,
0: was uh, always something that sort of baffled me, that I would be in a stromal near our house and there was a, Iron Hill Brewery on one side of the strip mall that was doing everything in their human power to stay open inside dining, outdoor dining, deliveries, apps, this, that. They were, you could just tell they were fighting through it yep. to the point where they pissed off the township because they broke the rules and made their tent too big in their parking lot and then four doors down was another restaurant whose brand I'll keep out of it just to protect identities here and they were just shut yeah and they probably got a whole bunch of more government aid than the the Iron Hill did and what intrigues me is that some restaurants really showed innovation during this time and they really stepped onto the plate and they figured it out and others just flew threw up their hands and when I hear about these restaurants complaining and whining that there wasn't enough government money and the restaurant relief fund got used up with this. I I scratch my head and wonder what do you think about all that?
1: Um, I I think it depends, you know, like, I, I, I think there's a few variables on that, right? Like, like, first of all, we, we were able to get the money, the PVP money rather quickly. I think that we also leveraged the hell out of technology quickly. So for example, on our mobile app, we put on curbside pickup like the next week after the, pen, after the shutdowns. We're like, we're doing this right away. You know, my thesis was pretty basic. It was like, look, no one's going to want to touch anything. <laughs> like nobody's going to want to go inside. We didn't really understand what this disease was like. You know, we got to figure this out. But I knew nobody would want to touch anything. Partnering with third-party delivery was key. Having, pushing advertising that we're doing third-party delivery was key. Leaning into digital marketing. So when you're we on Instagram, you're we flipping through, a honey grow ad will pop up. So investing in that was key um staying open honestly that was that was huge you know kind of just riding it out luckily and and using the funds to do that I mean, we were pay- using PVP money to pay people to to work I mean that really was what the money was used for and what it should be for and it helped us stay alive and I think that you know all the stuff that Iron Hill did same thing outside outside dining you know just just and also I guess being fortunate enough to have enough capital to weather the storm so you know I don't know anyone's balance sheet prior to the pandemic but you know like i said we didn't have any debt so we were lucky from that regard also negotiating with our landlords i mean everything when you look at the pnl like we got after everything on the pnl from you know paper vendors to you know calling our bank saying hey like we have this equipment lease can we defer a payment we'll pay it back they were great to work with landlords i think like that friday was the shutdown or monday i literally emailed our 28 landlords personally and to guys, like, we need some sort of referral abatement now. And uh, I think we were the first ones to do it. Like, we just moved fast. Um, and part of that really was because, I mean, like, we went through a turnaround in 2018. We we almost went out of business, grew too damn fast and made some dumb mistakes in real estate. And I spent 2019 cleaning it up. So I was, I was already a veteran. I was like, all right, here's what we got to do, guys. Like, here, here are some levers, you know. hate doing layoffs, hate thing, taking pay cuts. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do to keep the business going so i don't know just embrace the tough stuff yeah
0: and move quickly and and life is not a straight line and don't cry of spilled milk and don't get paralyzed
1: <laughs>
0: yes that's my two cents justin any words of wisdom or last insights or things i should have asked you about your experiences that i forgot that would be helpful to our listeners
1: um just get vaccinated <laughs> that's it <laughs> hopefully I've- I don't know if it pissed a lot of people off with of that, but whatever. I don't care. get vaccinated. It's where, where can people find
0: HoneyGrow stores and tell us about the food and all that?
1: Um, you can find HoneyGrow, honeygrow.com. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Predominantly in the Philadelphia area if you're in Boston, look us up. New York, D.C. Metro, Baltimore, Delaware. Yeah, you know, we're we're excited to to be doing okay and pushing and, you know, just... Keep pushing forward like everything else, man. Just keep going. Awesome.
0: Justin, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your great story with our listeners. It's certainly inspirational. And I appreciate it. And I appreciate you.
1: I appreciate you too, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for joining us today on Ami Sites with your host, Ami Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.